Just before retiring, San Diego County Assistant District Attorney Jesse Rodriguez launched a secret investigation into his daughter's ex-boyfriend. He used District Attorney resources into this inquiry, which was centered over Elizabeth Rodriguez's ongoing custody battle with Nathaniel Moore. The younger Rodriguez is also a prosecutor. No charges in the case were filed, but DA Summer Steffen said that she, quote, took corrective action. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Greg Moran, you're a reporter with the Union-Tribune, and you're an expert in legal affairs. And you had a rather strange story involving an assistant district attorney who recently retired. Why don't you explain, how did you first learn about this strange secret investigation? Well, several months ago, uh, I began to hear um, some rumors and things and, and, and tips from some sources I have in the district attorney's office that the something uh, strange and unsettling had happened with the former di- uh, assistant district attorney, a fellow by the name of Jesse Rodriguez. Um, in the DA's office, the assistant district attorney is the number two person in the office. Mm-hmm. They are, and he was in that position for 15 years. He retired at the end of last year, but several months ago, as I said, people began to say that there were rumors about some sort of um, investigation or misconduct that might have been involved with it. And what was this misconduct? What was this strange investigation? Well, come to find out that uh, it gets a little complicated, but but the nut of it is, and the news value of it is, I think, is that he had, near the end of his time in the office uh, last year, he had used um, the office resources, an investigator and a uh, chief deputy district attorney, to uh, conduct an investigation uh, uh, into his daughter's ex-boyfriend. They were been uh, uh, involved in a, at that time, they were involved in a uh, family law kind of custody dispute uh, over the job. Yeah, and this is a kind of a strange relationship, but your story kind of explains how they were together for some time, they bought a house. Can you kind of uh, give me the overarching narrative of the relationship that ultimately went sour? Sure. Uh, First thing to know about it is that uh, uh, Jesse Rodriguez's daughter, Elizabeth Rodriguez, is also a prosecutor in the district attorney's office. So there's that. Uh, The fellow that she uh, uh, had a relationship with, a fellow named Nate Moore, um, himself is kind of interesting. He had done 10 years in state prison on a murder beef. Uh, manslaughter, actually, is what he ended up pleading to and was released and cleared on parole. They met several years ago up in Los Angeles, uh, had a relationship for several years where they had a child and, mm-hmm. as you said, bought a home. So at what point did things go sour? Well, um, it was always. It seemed to be always kind of a rocky, kind of up and down sort of relationship, um, uh, and they never never got married or anything. But uh, I think starting in about 2016, in the spring of 2016, uh, it got a little bit more contentious. Um, she began to, according to date more, she began to um, kind of talk more about getting custody of the child, sole custody, and things like that. Whatever it was, the dynamics of the re- relationship led him to go to court. Mm-hmm. to family court so that he could establish, you know, his rights to uh, be a parent to this child on some extent. He wasn't going for full custody. He just wanted to be in the kid's life. Um, and it was that event and the fallout from that which uh, eventually led to this uh, secret investigation by the assistant district attorney, uh, Jesse Rodriguez. Because there were some claims of domestic violence as well. There was a restraining order, right? 
There was. Uh, that is, uh, uh, you know, oftentimes, uh, well, two things. One, yes, at some point, uh, uh, Liz Rodriguez uh, had uh, made a complaint to the police in Chula Vista that she had been a victim of domestic violence, and she listed, I think, five incidents that had occurred in three different jurisdictions, including one in Los Angeles over the past two and a half years. Um, that it was investigated by the Chula Vista Police Department. Uh, it was reviewed uh, by the Attorney General's office because mm-hmm. of the uh, conflict uh, with the family, and they determined after their review there was absolutely no basis for uh, those complaints. They did not charge it. They didn't think there was a case there. Um, so, you know, if you talk to Nate Moore, he, he clearly is going to say there was a kind of a tactical move by her to, uh, to kind of dirty him up in the family law proceeding. So this is the backdrop for this secret investigation to begin. And it's what it seems like a father wanting to know more the issues with his daughter, which is something we could relate to. But obviously using public resources to doing something is crossing a line. So how did he go about establishing the secret investigation? Yeah, I think that's frankly kind of a charitable interpretation of this. At one mm-hmm. point, Nate Moore and, his, and Liz Rodriguez were living in Jesse Rodriguez's house for a couple of months. Wow. Uh, so, uh, you know, if he had any questions about him, that was the time to ask him. No, I think this was pretty much, and, it, and it's pretty clear from the documents and things, that this was an effort on his part to use the prosecutorial authority and the power of the prosecution office to uh, see if there was any uh, dirt, frankly, that, that they could find on Nate Moore, so that he could use it, so it could be used in the family law dispute, which is a private matter, even though it involves, a, she's a public employee, this is a private matter. So, mm-hmm. you know, the nut of the thing is the use of the the, the very expansive power of, of prosecutorial authority for a personal issue. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was planning on retiring anyway, right? He was. Uh, he uh, retired at the end of last year. Um, it's unusual, frankly, that he was still there because, if you recall, the current district attorney, Summer Steffen, was elected in June outright. Uh-huh. Uh, usually when that happens, you get a new DA in. You know, they kind of, you know, put their own people in clean house and the number two in the office. And Jesse Rodriguez was the number two for 15 years. Kind of, you know, rides off into the sunset. That, would, that didn't happen here. He stayed on for at least seven or eight months. Uh, there was some talk I heard that he was supposed to stay on even longer. Uh, so for a while, you had kind of two number twos in the office. So it was sort of unusual that he stayed there. But yes, eventually he said he was going to leave at the end of the year. And all the stuff we're talking about at the story deals with really happened in October, November, and a little bit into December last year. And right after he left, that's when the, essentially people found out that the secret investigation was going on, right? Yes, uh, or at least that it that more people uh, knew about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, there were. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, again, based on the information that that I obtained from the from the office, um, you know, w- when he asked uh, this chief deputy, a fellow named Dominic Dugo, to uh, uh, help and, and do this, and he recruited a, a, a district attorney investigator, and those are the public resources that were used here. There is some evidence or some documentation that says they were told to keep it very quiet and only kind of talk to them. I think there may have been a hand people, handful of people who, who may have known or had a sense that they were working on something. The investigator was uncomfortable with it, uh, raised his concerns to another senior prosecutor uh, soon after he was asked to do it. But nothing really happened until January. So he's retired. He's no longer the assistant district attorney. 
Had he stayed, what kind of repercussions could he have faced for launching this this investigation? Well, boy, that's a good question. I mean, and he may still face them, right? So on the one hand, um, and I, since we've published this story, there's been a fairly strong reaction, mostly from people in the legal community, but also from outside. And part of that has been uh, this is, you know, potentially or could be considered to be a, cr- a crime. You know, use mm-hmm. a misuse, misappropriation of public resources or public funds. Um, so he could have faced that. Frankly, he, you know, that's still kind of on the table. There may have been, uh, I talked to an expert uh, in the state bar, he is still uh, a lawyer, although he's inactive, but he has a law license. You know, people have been saying, well, is there some state bar role here? So there could have been some administrative uh, repercussions, regulatory repercussions from the state bar. You know, I, I don't know if it's a crime, but I mean, clearly public resources were used for personal thing that is wrong. You know that there ought to be there, people have said there ought to be some kind of uh, consequence of that. Mm-hmm. And what has Summer Stefan done in response to this? Well, that's uh, very interesting. I haven't spoken to her. They won't talk to me. So mm-hmm. I had, uh, heard about this, and uh, the way we got the information I, uh, after trying to source it, nobody I, I knew what had happened, and I talked to a bunch of people. Nobody wanted to go on the record, so we put in a public record act request uh, and got a bunch of documents. When I got those documents, I also got a written statement from the district attorney's office, from the communications office, which kind of gave some background into what had happened, which I was uh, aware of, and then gave a one, uh, kind of a one-sentence statement from Summer Stefan where she said, look, I didn't know about this. I'm paraphrasing here. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's unethical, and it's unacceptable, and it shouldn't have happened. Um, so, you know, what she's done, though, after that is unclear. Mm-hmm. And is there any kind of ethical like ombudsman or someone within the district attorney's office that makes sure this kind of thing doesn't happen or is are prosecutors expected just to act honorably and under the assumed on ethics i think it's i think it's b there's no ombudsman that i know there's they have a public integrity unit and things like that but but in a situation like this they would have to refer it out to another agency because there is this conflict of interest that Mm -hmm. investigating your own person is difficult but I think it's more B, there is an ethical duty that prosecutors, and frankly, a lot of people I've spoken to uh, uh, and have responded to this story are current former prosecutors, judges, and people who that part of it, betrayal of the prosecutorial function that they see here is what's really upset them. I wanted to go back one thing, though, if I could. Sure, go ahead. So you mentioned what Stefan has done. So, uh, uh, you know, all they told me was, in addition to this statement of her saying, uh, this is unethical, they said that as soon as she found out about it, she took corrective action. And that's mm-hmm. their uh, phrase. I've yeah. asked a number of times, a number of different ways, what was that? Who, who was the corrective action? When was it taken? What did it amount to? And they uh, flatly refused to explain or, or to elaborate on that. And they say it's a personnel matter. Um, it's hard to tell what happened. You know, Jesse Rodriguez has retired as he was supposed to. Mm-hmm. The chief deputy is there, is still there uh, in his job, Dominic Dugo. The investigator has is still there and working, and I believe that he did not really know what was in play here. Uh, and it seems like, based on the records, he wanted a new assignment that was away from the the where where he was when all this happened, and that's happened to him. But you know, what else has occurred? They they just won't say. Mm-hmm. And since publishing this story, did this shake out any information you didn't have previously, or is everyone just kind of staying quiet after this? Yes, not yet. I'm still hopeful. Uh, no, uh, people, I think they're quiet, although there is, and I don't sound self-aggrandizing, but there's an enormous amount of shock 
uh, I can imagine the people. Yeah. They, they can't believe that that this had occurred, that it was this uh, blatant, uh, and that frankly we were able to find out about it. Um, but no, I think the initial shock uh, of just reading the story and the events of the story—it's kind of one thing after another—has been the dominant thing. But but now a few days after publication. People are beginning to ask, you know, what's occurred. I've, I've heard from inside the DA's office that there might be, that there are a number of prosecutors who are upset about this, about how it was handled and what was done. And so there might be a little pushback coming from inside the office. That's something we're going to be keeping an eye on. Mm-hmm. Honestly, this whole story does kind of seem like a law and order script. Many people have said that. They have <laughs> said, you know, it, it reads like a novel. And it was it was kind of a challenge to write because you, in some ways it, it's a complicated timeline. But also you kind of don't know where to start. It's like a target-rich environment, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, uh, but, yes, it's, uh, it, it certainly does read like a script. Yeah, but it does boil down to this organization misused public resources for something private. Very much so. And, and, and you know, anytime that happens, it's bad. Um, and, and clearly the DA's office knows that because one of the ironies of it is that the, the charge of misappropriation of public funds is one that they have levied repeatedly and did so repeatedly when Jesse Rodriguez was the ADA on a variety of public employees who had stolen money or misappropriated money or were doing things like that. So it is a charge they are very familiar with which seems to be sort of uh, not applicable to the former number two guy in the office. I don't know. Yeah, not a good look. No. I mean, we tried to talk to both Jesse and Liz Rodriguez, and they they just didn't want to um, Mm -hmm. or didn't respond at all. But, uh, uh, you know, certainly uh, their end of this would be interesting to hear. But Maybe someday. Someday. All right, Greg Moran, thank you so much. You're welcome. In other legal news, a federal judge has ruled that prosecutors can use evidence of Representative Duncan Hunter's personal relationships in his criminal trial. These include five alleged affairs. Hunter is accused of misspending a quarter million dollars of campaign funds on personal expenses, including funding those affairs. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekdays at 5 p.m. You can also listen to Hot Lava, our Padres podcast. Union Tribune sports editor Jay Posner and baseball beat writer Kevin Acey talk about the team's ups and downs, comings and goings. Look for it on your podcast app or go to uniontrib.com slash hotlava. Until next time.